Welcome to What the Fun Podcast with Kimmy, Kisa, and Renee. Glad you can join us as we explore all aspects of entertainment and current events with industry professionals, friends, and us. Welcome. Hey guys, we are now on episode 16. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And it is Christmas week, so tis the season to y'all. Have we done our shopping yet? No. No. That was a long pause. I don't think any one of us have completed oh, yeah. our shopping, have we? No, I did the Black Friday thing and then it was like done. Then I was like, oh, yeah. But there's so many other gifts that I have to get. It's just weird. You can't go to shopping. You can't go into a store and be no. comfortable for too long. So, And then you have to wait on a queue outside. And yeah. it's very time consuming. And then online stuff gets weird too because I can't. I'm tangible. I like to touch things. And I can't. Really hard. (laughs) Amazon gift cards for all. That's what I'm going with this year. Smart. (laughs) Um, What about you, Kisa? No, I mean, so like we were planning on going to visit my parents for Christmas, but we ended up canceling our trip so we can stay safe. And so now I haven't shopped for anyone. It wasn't like I need, I still needed to shop even if we were going to Vegas, but. Now I really have to. So I have no idea. We're very last minute shoppers when it comes to Christmas. And then we're like, well, everyone's getting their gifts after Christmas because that's when they're going to get here. So yeah, <laughs> that is what it is. You're going to be fine. Like, you know what I mean? You don't need to open it on Christmas. It's still going to be useful to you. Maybe the week of New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually better, I think, to go shopping after the craziness has, like, calmed down. Who knows? We'll see. But, Kimmy, you've been up to stuff this past week. You were away from us. You were in another land. I sure was. I I left um, for a couple of weeks. I went over to uh, Washington State to go visit my best friend, Corey. So I was out in the country for, like, 10 days. It was great. I... um, was kicking it with a bunch of chickens and a bunch of dogs. Got to uh, make a snow angel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what else? Oh, and I know how to make jam. So yeah. uh, I think I'm going to make jam for everyone for Christmas. So many adventures that we are looking forward to listening and maybe, I don't know, watching. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned, friends. You're going to see a bunch of shenanigans on social yes. media. <laughs> yes. You guys, I don't know if people know this or not. We tend to forget to push it, but we do have a YouTube channel and they can like log on there and listen to the podcast, but also there might be some surprises that pop up here and there. So just a teaser, just letting y'all know. <laughs> but yeah. um we have we are we're having too much fun. So while Kimmy was gone, she had fun and we can't wait to see all the stuff that she did. And then but I also personally can't wait to get on to this particular interview because it was so much fun when we did it. We got to interview one of our dear friends, Chris Villain, uh, mm-hmm. who is just so much fun, so much energy that I found myself during this interview yelling a lot. I was at an octave higher than my normal octaves because <laughs> 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 you're having so much fun. <laughs> well, it's because Chris has this energy that you got to like t- 
top. You know, when he when he goes up there, it's like you got to climb up there too. Yeah, it's infectious. It's almost yeah. like you can't help it. So. Very infectious. And he's just so humble. Like I just love I love Chris because he's just like you know he's out there doing his thing and just so humble about it. So gracious. I love Chris. I'm excited for everyone to listen. Yes, yes, yes. So why don't we just get on with it, Kimmy? Because uh, we got to go. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Joining us today is a YouTube and Instagram sensation who has garnered over 400,000 followers on social media with cosplay and music videos. He has appeared across entertainment hubs such as the Huffington Post, Logo TV, Broadway World, and many more. In addition to being an influencer, he's also an accomplished actor who has performed on national tours with Dora the Explorer Live and Mamma Mia. He's also a director, writer, producer who has collaborated on projects with Disney, Nintendo, Comedy Central, Geico, Sci-Fi, Hot Topic. By the way, he has clothing. He has a clothing line on Hot Topic and Universal Pictures. Okay, I'm winded. So please welcome to the show, the jack of all entertainment trades, Chris Villain. Yay. Yay. Yay, welcome to our show, Chris. Woohoo! Yay. Yay. So excited, so excited. <laughs> oh. So, uh, Chris Villain, welcome. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. And, like, for the people, I guess, just listening, we've already been talking for like a day and a half. So, we are delirious and ready to talk about life. I'm so excited. <laughs> We are so excited. We always say that in like at the top of every um, episode, but that's because we are. We love having you guys join us. And this mm-hmm. conversation I know is going to be off the chain. <laughs> 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 so uh, we're really, really excited. Chris Villain, how did that name come about? Because you're really Christian Villanueva, if you don't mind yes. me saying so. <laughs> that's how I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so who um that name came about uh when I was like 17ish. I got signed to a record label um out in LA. It was like an indie record label and we were they were like, you know, Christian Villanueva is like a great name, but like we just I feel like people are going to have a hard time pronouncing that. And I'm like I don't think it's that difficult, but okay, <laughs> sure, let's brainstorm some stuff. And so uh, one, of the, one of the names I came up with was Chris Villain because it was like the first half of Christian and the first half of Villanueva. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And like, wah, 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 and it sounds cool. The record label hated it. And they're like, absolutely not. We're not using that. Um, and we ended up going with my middle name, which is Tyler. So I was Christian Tyler for my artist name for the record label at the time. Um, <laughs> But I reclaimed that name later on, which I'm sure will come full circle <laughs> later on. But short story is, yeah, that's kind of how it came about. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it just keeps adding. Layers just keep adding to this. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> Record label. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So how, how did this whole thing start? How did the 17-year-old boy get a record? deal like where did you get inspired to be a performer i i grew up as a competitive gymnast that's what i wanted to do uh from like i think i started doing gymnastics when i was like four years old i went through high school being a competitive gymnast and then in high school um my show choir uh, that was a part of the high school was like hey 
We know you do flips and stuff. You should come do flips in our shows. You don't need to sing or dance. Just we just need somebody to tumble. And I'm like, that sounds great. I love that. I can I can do that. And like, granted, our show choir at our high school was like national ranked, and they were like top notch. So they were putting on like a show, and I was mm-hmm. like, I yeah, I'm sold. I want to be. I want to do. So I want to be involved in this. And I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I was like, I get me in. Um started doing show choir and then being myself and extra and wanting to like do everything. Um, picked up singing and dancing <clears throat> through there. Uh, and, uh, and so that kind of chapter really, really coincides with me getting hired, I guess, professionally for the first time with the Disney parks. Mm-hmm. And uh <sighs> The rest, I, the rest, history, I guess. I <laughs> did you like, take on any type of vocal training? I mean, I know you realize you can sing, but like, did you do any training at a younger age? You know what? No, I did not. Um, I, I don't like. I looking back, my my like path and my journey is so bizarre because as a kid, like tiny tiny kid, when I was in elementary school, I remember like loving performing in like, you know, the elementary school Christmas show or like whatever, but I, it's never something that like, it was just something that happened every year. It's not, it's nothing that I pursued. Um, but I don't, I didn't have any formal training right around the time I got hired at Disney, which is yeah. right out of high school. Um, mm-hmm. because all of these things were happening very quickly. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing and I need to know. <laughs> so I should probably, I don't know, start training in some way, shape or form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really, <laughs> it's really been like learning on the job, like anything, like just watching and like receiving information and then replicating is, <laughs> is I guess my training. I don't know. I wish that sounds really horrible, but I wish I had a better answer. <laughs> no, that's a, that's, that makes sense. That totally yeah. makes sense. That was the thing for me where I wanted, I was interested in theater and all that stuff, but my parents didn't know anything about it. So they were just like, this is not for you. This is not your thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they made that decision. And, but yeah. I think it was because they were fearful of like, well, not knowing, I think they just didn't know sure. what it, what it encompassed or what it was all about. So is that something that you felt and that maybe that's what kept you guys from doing that? I have a very, very clear memory of When I was four years old, I told my parents, I said, I want to be a Power Ranger. And I was like dead serious. I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, I'm going to be a Power Ranger. And they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Well, like, we, do you want to do like some kind of martial arts? Do you want to do gymnastics? Like, what, we got to do something. And I was like, I can throw a punch, mom. Like, we should learn how to flip first. And then that kind of, led me down this gymnastics route but oh, okay. I, but like but now thinking back I'm like I feel like at 4 I knew I wanted to be some in the entertainmentness yeah um but then it just kind of got sidetracked with my like internal competitiveness where I'm like no I'm I'm a gymnast now I'm going to be in the olympics you know mm-hmm. um it's honestly taking me taking me the from the last few years to realize that I'm like I think I was supposed to do this yeah. And I just didn't know, mm-hmm. you know? And it's weird that that life kind of like, they're like, okay, we're going to let you do this little side quest for a moment because it's going to lead you back here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's weird to think about it in that sense because I don't know. I guess I mean I ended up here and I'm and I'm happy where I'm at. So <laughs> yeah, but life does that though, right? Like it like kind of takes you on a detour, but then it sets you up for the path that you're supposed to be on. Whoa, you know what I'm saying? I, I just got goosebumps with you when you said that because. <laughs> <laughs> but like I fell back into performing solely on like the skill set that I learned from gymnastics, you know what yeah. I mean? So like and more than I would say more than 50% of the things I book today is based on the fact that like I could do backflips and crazy things anyway and mm-hmm. that's like such a an valuable tool in my like arsenal for performing. So yeah, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're getting deep on what the fun podcast, everybody. Get ready for it. (laughs) Man, I mean, it's just amazing. Like the stuff that you do and it's all online in some way, right? You've got like the YouTube cosplay. You're actually out there. You're going to these conventions and doing that. And you have, but you have all these followers and like social media and Mm. it's become like the internet and the world of the internet, which includes the social media, which includes the websites, which includes YouTube and what was that again? Twitch. Thank you. <laughs> I got you. I was like, what? I don't know. Somebody, somebody <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff is web-based, right? So now, like yeah. I was telling a friend that um, the it used to be television, film, radio. That was yeah. it. That, those are your mediums. Now you've got this whole different world. And there are people there that are making money, that are gaining popularity, that are becoming famous in their own right. And it's all through this medium. And that's where you are at. That is like, that yeah. is that is where you're it. You're in yeah. it, right? So that's <laughs> your medium, even though you do all these other things because you do theater, you still do perform, but yeah. It's a lot of it is coming from there. So how did it all start? It started off when I started working at Disney, but also um, with this record label, this infamous record label that keeps popping up. (laughs) Um, This was right around the time that people were getting big on social media. So he's like, I don't know. I guess you need a social media following. Like, I can't help you anymore. And I'm like, okay, bye. So I left. So I got hired at Disney. And while I was, I would do like my little nine to five shifts and sing and dance at the, at, at the Disney parks. And then I would go home and I would have nothing to do because I wasn't going to school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well maybe I could, you know, start doing like some kind of social media, something. And I didn't know what that was. Um, and when I started uh, doing shows more frequently at the parks, the APs there handed me the kind of little token I needed. And were like, you know, you should, you should make like YouTube videos. You should, you should sing songs like pop songs. Like we, we, we obviously hear you in the songs you sing at the, at at the parks, but like, you should sing this song or this song. And I'm like, okay, well, if I make YouTube videos, are you guys gonna, are you guys gonna watch? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll share your videos. It'll be great. I'm like, okay. Um, had no idea what I was doing. I was filming on like a tiny little, like I, it wasn't even a phone. It was like, like a, a Nikon like cool pics or something like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. yes. And I was filming in my living room and I would sing songs uh 
And I had the knowledge of kind of like audio recording and recording equipment from this record label that I was with. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know how to shoot things, but I do know how to record things. So I will just sit and I'll sing my songs and that'll be great. And, uh, you know, I'd get like a hundred views and like, it'd be cool. And like my friends and family thought it was like, like, Oh my gosh, we love your videos. And I'm like, thanks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Chris, I gotta say, I love your videos too, especially the cover of go to distance from Disney's animation Hercules. Now there's no doubt you've got amazing vocals and from humble beginnings with a hundred views on YouTube, you became a viral sensation. Can you tell us about your experience and how it felt to go viral? One of my friends and cast members that I was doing the shows with at the parks was like, hey, um, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, what's up, dude? We were like in between shows. (laughs) He's like, so (laughs) uh, I went to like film school and I have like a film degree and your stuff's really good. Like we should, we should like make a music video. And I'm like, dude, that would be sick because I can't film myself doing a music video. So that would be awesome. He's like, okay, well, like, do you have any songs that you've recorded that you haven't used yet? And like, I have a whole library, dude, pick one. Um, he decided on um, a recording that I did. Uh, and I don't even, I honestly, looking back, I don't even know why I did this recording, but it was a recording of me singing Part of Your World from Little Mermaid. By the way, which was amazing. I love your spin. I love the spin. It was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Um yeah, so I, I was recording a part of your world and um, it very quickly turned into something else to where like, he's like, okay, well, if we're going to do a music video, we should probably shoot this on a beach. And I was like, oh, we're like shooting a music video. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, then I was like, well, dude, if we're going to shoot it on a beach, I need a mermaid tail. So, and we need a, we, I need red hair. Like we got to do this, dude. So it turned into like this little mini production and um. We were we were laughing the whole way through it. We're like, oh my gosh, who does this? Nobody like nobody's this crazy. This is gonna be hysterical. <laughs> um, and we made we made this little music video. And again, the thought in the back of my mind was like, my friends and family are gonna think this is funny and I'm gonna make somebody laugh. So like great. We can't we we did the video, it was awesome. It was out, I put it up on my YouTube channel and uh, it was out for like a week. And then one morning I woke up and my phone was like flooded with no, with like crazy, like a bunch of tweets, a bunch of emails, a bunch of phone calls. And I was like, what's going on? Like, I honestly had no <laughs> idea what was going on. And uh, the video had like a million views or something overnight from like, from like that, that Friday to Saturday, whatever it was. And I was like, wait what? What do I do? I'm scared. Like, I don't know. And, then, and then all these articles, all these like online articles from, from like, from like, uh, logo TV, uh, sci-fi and like the uh, Huffington post, like huge news hubs were like, had these articles written on this video and like dissecting it and all this stuff. And I was like, uh, what? No, not this one. No, please. Because like, I, and not because I was embarrassed that I was in a mermaid tail, but more so because we had no idea what we're doing. At least I didn't, you know? And so it, it blew up and I started getting this like social media following from it, which I didn't have before and didn't really know what to do with, didn't know what it meant. <clears throat> um, 
And it, I kind of took a step back and I was like, oh, okay. Well, one, we can't, we can't really like mess around quote unquote anymore. Because <laughs> like, apparently anybody can see these at any time, yeah, you know, right. on, a, on a very big level to, and I, I mentioned this to you guys mm-hmm. to this day. And I've done a lot of things that I'm very, very proud of since then. But to this day, still, that is the most viewed video that I have at like 16 million views, which is a joke to me. Um, Saw that. (laughs) Yeah, insane. And uh, so it kind of, yeah, it kind of made me take a step back and not, not, I think at that time I still wasn't like, okay, social media can or will become my career, Mm -hmm. but kind of just, put it in my mind as something to take a little bit more seriously um, because a lot of people (laughs) got interested very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a standard for your videos and for your content that you put out, but how do you try to continue to push the envelope without putting too much (laughs) strain on yourself? Oh my goodness, these questions. These are questions that I literally, and I say struggle in every sense, like I struggle with every day. When I first started doing videos, I got a little intoxicated with views, views, give me views. Like I'm going to do stuff Mm -hmm. for the views. And also like, how far can I push without it being too much to get the view? Mm -hmm. And, And granted, I think my experience with that was a little more contained than mm-hmm. some younger people that fall into social media because I didn't do anything too crazy. And I say that too crazy because there's, there's a little bit of crazy in there sometimes if you look back at some of those videos. <laughs> like, mm, there's a Jessica Rabbit video floating around where if you want if you want a good laugh, you can go look at that. That was, I don't know what I was thinking there, but it still has a few million, so I'm not, not mad. <laughs> um, but... It was it was just it was a combination of things that I thought would be funny and also uh, that I that I it involved things that I that brought me joy, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really thinking business wise and like tactic wise. To where in the last few years, I've slowed down the amount that I put out one to preserve my own like well being. Yeah. <laughs> Like my my finances and my like creative juices because I I there was a point where I just like hit a hard burnout and I was like I I got nothing like yeah. I don't I don't know what to do yeah um so in the last few years I've kind of like pumped the brakes a little bit which has been nice because I've had the opportunity to step back and think about like okay I'm kind of at a point where like I know I can get views if I if I want them mm-hmm. that's not that's not a challenge anymore. I'm st- I still am not in a place career-wise where I want to be. So like maybe let's shift gears and use the the platform that I now have to gain attention from people that can get my career where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So this has become like your strategizing. This is how you are strategizing your moves and how you're what's the word? Uh like directing your career in then because that's something that you spoke about yesterday of like I need to focus I need to like strategize I need to learn how to put it all in one 
place instead of being all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, because I think when I started, it was really sporadic and it was really all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is... I don't, I don't want to say like, this is the way to do social media because anybody that says they know what to do with social media is lying. <laughs> um, but in my case, like there are, there are people that do social media that, you know, um, are just doing, are still doing it for fun. And they have uh, way more of a following than I do. And they make thousands of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what their intent or goal is mm-hmm. to, to them producing, but I, and obviously everybody's is, is different, but mine, I think right now is to kind of, um, I, I would love to be a, an influencer quote unquote that, helps blur that line between like influencer and celebrity or influencer and industry professional. Mm -hmm. Because I Mm -hmm. think when people think of the term influencer or content creator, they think of, you know, just like punk kids on the internet making like stupid videos. Um, But I would love to, you know, not show a different side of that to where, you know, Mm -hmm. some people and a lot of the people that I work with are, we are content creators and influencers, but we also happen to be like talented artists and professionals mm-hmm. that work consistently in like the professional world. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So something that elevated you as a content creator is your professional approach to everything that you do. One of the contributing factors has always been your take on cost on the cosplay world. I mean, the production value of your costumes, the hair and makeup are hands down nothing short of amazing because my gosh, I can't even do that. But like, Dang, I, when I saw your stuff, I was like, whoa, that's so good. <laughs> um, now, you've mentioned here how you taught yourself the skills to bring these looks to life. But share with us how you and your friends have found a way to capitalize yourselves in this world as well. We're lucky because in, in California, there is, if you look, there is some kind of cosplay, cosplay convention every single week or like every other week. You can find one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're just like, Let's go and like let's combine what we do. Like if we're gonna dress up as these characters, let's take pictures of them and we'll post them to Instagram. Or like if this character does sing, we're gonna have the costume anyway. So like let's make a video. And mm-hmm. so it was kind of this like synergy of what costume are you making? Okay, if that person's from this show, I can do this person from this show and when mm-hmm. we can make a little video. And then after that, we'll go to the convention and then we'll come back and we'll take pictures and then we can go to sleep and we'll do it again <laughs> the next day. <laughs> and so uh, we we fell down <laughs> this like cosplay content creating rabbit hole. And before I knew it, I was being invited to these conventions as like a guest and mm-hmm. like speaking on panels, which is like super humbling to me. And super cool because to this day, like I don't have any formal training in in costume making. I don't have any formal training in special effects makeup. Mm-hmm. And these people are inviting me to speak on these panels with like the other last month, I was a moderator for a panel. And the like the people on this panel were in like ridiculous. There was like the sound designer for like Game of Thrones. Uh, the costume designer for like Handmaid's Tale. I was like, why am I here? What is going on? You know, and I, like when I say panels, I'm talking like industry professional people. Yeah. This is like insane. Um, and 
it was really like, I just got shoved into this light of like, oh yeah, you know what you're doing. You're a professional. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know how to do any of these things, but like, if y'all think so, great. I'm just going to continue making videos in my room. <laughs> That's so freaking exciting. Okay. What I want to know is what is it like moderating for a panel of celebrities? I can't say it enough. Like I really, I, and this is my personal story and my personal experience, but like, I don't have any training in any of this. So it's really, it to me, it feels like I'm making like weird videos in my room and I'm like taking pictures against this wall and then okay just go talk to like Tom Cruise for a second you know what I mean like I don't (laughs) it's so bizarre to me but it's cool because like I don't know I get to do cool stuff and um I it's I'm able to build my network of people that I know and um I get to learn so much uh from the people that I work with which is which is how I, I'm like somebody who learns from like doing and experience. Mm-hmm. Like I can read about something forever, but until I do it, it's not gonna make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's really the perfect scenario for me to get shoved into this kind of world where I don't know what I'm doing, but I get to watch people that do know what they're doing or at least yeah. seem to know. Cause I feel like everyone's gonna say they don't know what they're doing, but I'm like, you're a liar. You know exactly, you have like three <laughs> Emmys, you have like an Oscar, you know exactly what you're doing. Um, and it's really, the, yeah, it's the perfect scenario for me because that's how I learn best. So if I get to watch you do something and you're really good at what you do, then I'll be able to at least, if nothing else, replicate what you yeah. do, you know? I agree with that because I'm like that too. Like when I was in school, when I was mm-hmm. in doing, getting my degree, I was like, okay, like I get how to stage manage. I know how to do that. But it wasn't until I was like the stage manager that I was like, now I understand Got what's it. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Like I, you have to like put me on a stage in front of an audience and like no rehearsal, and then I'm like, oh, I know how to do this. Yeah, and it's, it's like that, but that's just like I feel like that's how I, I always am. Like even if I'm like I have I don't know what I'm doing, but I know a few things, right? Yeah. Like I know a couple. I I can fake it, right? I can really, try to I figure mean, it out. It's really that faking it and like, exactly. It's the faking it. And then like the lack of, for me, something that I've learned to like wield that I didn't always wield was like the lack of hesitancy of like, I'm not even going to question whether or not I can do this. Let Mm -hmm. me just, let me just try because Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to make it work somehow. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I've gathered so far about you. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Renee, can I please have my diagnosis, please? Three and a half. (laughs) This is your diagnosis, Christian. (laughs) 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 It's very clear that you are, I could say you're a go-getter, but it's not that. It's that you're open. You, Mm -hmm. You say yes and you say, oh, that's a, that's a hurdle. Okay, how do I go around that? How go? How do I go over that? How do I bypass that and move on to the next step? Like you're not, you're not necessarily like letting things bog you down. Because even in the worry, even in the freaking out moments, you're like, I hope there's only one way to go <laughs> forward, right? <laughs> so you just keep going because it's like you know you 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 like you said you don't have any formal training, but you're so open to learning. And gaining that experience that you're going to pay attention to 
to, you know, your mentors or the people that you look up to that they might not even know that you're looking at them and you're learning from them. Like it started, you said it, inquire. And then, you know, at <laughs> Disney, we talked about that yesterday, how that, that influenced you, how working with those individuals, the, the mm. people that you worked with really honed you in. But even like your fans gave you an opportunity and they said, Hey, what about this? And you were like, Oh, let me take that and keep going. So it's like, Dude, you haven't stopped. You really just gave me goosebumps when you said that, because like, it's, it's, there's, I put myself out there or like, I try to put myself out there and do something right. And people perceive it in a way that's maybe not the way that I was meaning to perceive it mm-hmm. or create it. Mm-hmm. And then they now think that I could like reach the stars and I could like do all of these things. And they're like, oh no, you don't understand. And I'm like, clearly I don't. Clearly you're seeing this very <laughs> differently than what I'm seeing. But it's 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 so incredible to have that because that's been such a like motivational thing for me too. Cause they're like, you don't realize that you could do this. And I'm like, I can't, but like, also, do you really think I can? Because like, I'll do it. If you think I can do it, I'm going to try to do it. And it, it, that's really been like such an incredible force to have behind me. Like it's so cliche to hear like successful people be like, I would be nothing without the people that believe in me. And like, you know, I, it's this, this goes out to my fans or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but like people don't understand that, or maybe I didn't understand that the force that the people behind you have to, to like push you farther and expect more from you to Mm -hmm. help you achieve more is like probably like my primary like fuel, you know? The fact that you just allow that to be the case, some people will stop it. Some people will block it and will Mm. let their fears or their own uh, stubbornness get Mm. in the way. And like your stubbornness is in in a different way. It's like, (laughs) I'm going to take that. I'm going to keep going. You know what I mean? So it's it's really cool that you're open to that. That's just, I just had to say that. It's just really, uh, it's a huge lesson for people that are listening, for, for us because it's true. It's like you have to allow yourself to keep moving forward. You can't, yeah. if you block yourself, you could have blocked yourself a long time ago, but you didn't. Yeah. And you allowed those people to help you. And you were humble enough to to take those nuggets and move forward and learn and in many ways, give back to them. So, because you've got a whole community now, I'm yeah. assuming. Right? Is that I your mean, production well, team? Like, what? Where, where do you get all this stuff done? That's my next incredible question. question. Incredible. How do you get question. all this done? I don't know. I don't know. Is your so, mom your production team? Dude, well, for, first and foremost, absolutely. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, I both I both take pride in and also regret that I am my production team. I don't have a team, like. For for a video like let's say that Descendants one, mm-hmm. I was sitting in my living room and I was like, it would be cool to be in this series. And I don't have I don't have obviously the budget to that the, the the actual franchise clearly has. Right. Like, how can I do this to the same quality that mm-hmm. they're or as at least as close as I can get to them with no money, basically, right? <laughs> so it really starts 
at that, like with that thought, every single time I create a video of like the quality that I like to do. Um, and I think that's why I don't have a production team because that costs money. And I think that's also why I've, I've like picked up and learned all the different things I do is because I've had to. And so along the way with each video that I've done to kind of like raise the bar higher and higher, um, I, I've, I find with literally like if you point out a video, like what what did you do new in this video that you did in the last one? I could tell you on each video something that I did in addition to where now at this point in my like life and like sanity and career, I'm terrified because for the first time I'm like, I can do it. Like, what do you want me to do? Watch this. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this confidence. Like, I'm, I'm scaring myself. <laughs> because also, I'm like, I'm seeing the dollar signs behind how much money everything's going to cost at this point. And I'm like, oh, no. Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool. I'm working on a project right now. Like, a, probably the biggest, easily the biggest project I've worked on. Um, but uh, it's, it's not coming out for forever. But I'm so excited to to, for like when it does because if nothing else it's going to be the first time where i'm like no one can say anything about this that is going to rub me the wrong way because like i know it's good you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome so okay i want to know what your favorite moment was thus far it could be a video it could be a cosplay costume it could be you moderating a panel, but what was that moment where you're like, this is so cool. I can't believe I get to do this. It could be all of that. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I mean, I'm very, very fortunate and blessed to say that I've experienced a lot of those moments mm-hmm. to where I'm like, what is going on right now? <laughs> you know, like, how yeah. am I here? Um, I was at, I think... I don't think it was, I think it was LA Comic-Con. I don't know. Um, But the original Blue Power Ranger was there. Okay. Um, Shout out. I love you. And I was like, full circle here. I have to meet him. That is a full circle. I'm surprised you weren't dressed as him. Well, I was going to say, because before the, uh, the first day of the convention, I was Blue Ranger head to toe, coincidentally, like, pulled out. And I was like, bro. Because also, he had, I tagged him on Instagram and he had mm. liked it and commented on it. And I was like, whoa, no way, dude, this is crazy. So I was like, I have to meet him. Like, he has to know it's me, that I'm the person. So like, I put on like my cool clothes. I was like, I can't cosplay him in, in like his presence. That's too fanboy. Like, I can't do that. I'm just going to go in like normal clothes. I'm going to go meet him. It'll be fine. So he has like a crazy long line. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like walking up to the booth with my friends for like mental and physical support. I was like, <laughs> I'm so nervous, dude. And um, I walk up to his booth and he like makes eye contact with me from like 50 feet away stops what he's doing, gets up and comes and walks to me. And he's like, Chris. And I'm like, what? He's like, 
And his his manager, or not his manager, his friend or whoever was with him running the booth was like, do you not know Chris Villain? He's like a super fan. Chris, come over here. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and like, he's like, he was, he had like, he was taking pictures with people and charging like money for them because like you should, if you're the blue mm-hmm. power ranger. Right. He's like, let's take a picture. He's like, I'm not going to charge you any money. He's like, here, hold this. And he was handing me props from like Power Rangers, like the actual Morpher. And I was like, whoa. And then like, I blacked out. I don't even know what happened. And, <laughs> and then I walked away. <laughs> I walked away and I was like, me and my friends were all like really quiet. And then I was like, what just happened? <laughs> Did the Blue Ranger kind of like fanboy over me? Question mark? Like, <laughs> what was that and they're like dude he loves you and i'm like i'm like done done this medium has actually like giving you so much and again because we're so not programmed to understand it that well uh we don't we don't get it but you are you have a following you it's goes beyond a following now like you have people that respect your work and, you know, are looking at you perhaps for inspiration and you don't even know it, obviously this is just going to open up for more things. Like this is, it's clearly going to do it. Like there's no way. So if you can tell me right now, like in five years, where do you see yourself? Like what's next? <laughs> where do you see yourself? Oh it's, my it's time. God. I mean, we've gotten there. So let's I, go. <laughs> I mean, so I have this very obscene end all goal, which like if somebody told me like, what's your end goal before I had no idea what to say, because I was like, I would love to, you know, be in a movie or be like in a TV show. But I would also, you know, I would love to be in a Broadway show or I'd love to like come mm-hmm. out with like a music album. I, I didn't know what to say. So now I'm doing like a reverse psychology on myself because I figured it <laughs> uh-huh. out. Right. So now I'm like. Let's shoot for something outlandish because then if we shoot that far, my, my crazy ass might do it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) if I set the goal (laughs) and everybody else already thinks I can get there, then like, what is this? What will happen? Right. Let's Mm -hmm. manifest this energy. I would love to have be some kind of featured something in a TV show or a movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether that be a lead role or like, you know, somebody's best friend or something crazy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when Broadway opens back up, but I no longer see it out of the realm of possibility to where like, make me a lead in a show. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the show is. I don't know. But like, I think I could do it. For the universe that's listening, let me be clear for what I'm manifesting here because I don't want it to be mixed up, okay? (laughs) When I say I'm like the lead in a show, I'm not talking like, you know, a lead in a show and then it goes away. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about like, let that be the start to like, oh, like, I'm not saying I'm going to win a Tony, but like, you're going to know me. Do you know what I mean? Like people mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, Chris Villain was the lead in in this show. And like, he now he's doing this. You know what I, I just mean? feel like right now we just need to have, and I'm telling you, playing in the background yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Dreamgirls, just 
and like i've been imbued with this like watch and like i don't know where it came from because it's like so unlike my character and then i even have these moments like like two days ago i went down the spiral horror i'm like like who do i think i am and then the next morning i'm like bet i'm gonna do it and so i don't know where it's coming from but like it's in here somewhere now and i can't get rid of it and i'm just gonna do things i feel like i'm just gonna go out there and do the thing i'm shook I love that, Chris, and I can't wait. So as we wrap up, do you have any last little bits of words of wisdom for our listeners? I have a few little tidbits. One, and this is from my mom, is that everything happens for a reason. And you probably will never know that reason until it becomes apparent. Mm -hmm. Uh, But literally everything in my life has happened for a reason. Um, and it's still happening, obviously, for reasons that I don't know. But to trust that. <laughs> and also, and this is something that is really important for me. I like to remind myself that I'm never too big for something. Because like at the end of the day, if that's servicing me in no other way other than like I'm helping that other person, then like I I I feel like I'm not too big to help other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, yeah. So if, if bare bones, it's helping somebody, then you're good. And I yeah. feel like just keeping that in my mind and my body has, has helped me far more than it's hurt me. So yeah. um, I feel like you're never too big for anything is really important. Yeah. You should yeah. aim for trying to do something and trying your best and just remaining humble enough to know that you don't know what you're doing and 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 like just going with the flow of it all. Take the criticism, work yeah. with it, and remaining, remaining like grounded in that, if that makes sense. Thank you, Chris, for being on our podcast. Yay. Really though, thank you. Um, this has been so nice. If like this has been such a good therapy session for me. So <laughs> I'm thankful for you guys. And I think you guys have an awesome podcast. Oh, thank you so <laughs> much, Chris. <laughs> We love it. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. And to all of our friends and followers, if you'd like to follow Chris Villain on Instagram and YouTube, you can follow him at Chris Villain. And if you haven't done so already, don't forget to check out our website at www.rikikiproductions.com. Yes, and please make sure you are subscribed to all of our podcast platforms. And hey, while you're at it, go ahead and write us a quick little review on whichever platform you use to stream. We love hearing from you. We post new episodes of What the Fun podcast every other Friday. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.